It's time for episode 225 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, January 24th, 2018. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast that's a little longer than an episode of your favorite sitcom. So we thank you for choosing to listen to us instead of laughing at television. I am one of your hosts, Micah Sargent, and I am, of course, joined across the interwebs by the one and only, there it goes again, Dan Morin. How you doing, Dan? Good, good. The more you know, Micah, uh, I really feel the like I've learned a lot. Know. Yeah, I had that uh, weird fact on the last one about half-lives and things. Um, (laughs) Very, very, very strange. Well, I am so pleased uh, to introduce our first guest, and I cannot believe it's just an absolute atrocity that you haven't been on the show before. It is community manager at micro.blog, a Lyft driver, which I just love, founder at AppCamp for Girls, and host of the Sestra cast. You can guess it's Jean McDonald. How you doing, Jean? Hi, Micah. That was a beautiful introduction. Thank you so much. I am doing okay. (laughs) I'm doing okay. And I'm excited to be on the show too. And and it's a great show. I don't know why you haven't had me on before. I don't know. It's so wrong. (laughs) I blame Dan. Yeah, it's my fault. fault. I'm I'm totally the one to blame. (laughs) Yeah. And to my left, our second guest, the only other person we could find with Mac in their Twitter handle, co-host of Mac Power Users right here on Relay FM, among many other pursuits. David Sparks is back. Hi, David. How you doing? Hi, Dan. Thanks for having me back. Uh, We are delighted to have you here, as always. Delighted. Well, I am delighted to get things going. You know how the show works. We got four tech topics, we got four people, and we've got 30 minutes. So I will kick things off. DJI, that drone company, they just had an event, and they they have uh, some new drones and stabilization te- technology. I'm just curious, what is your take on drones in general? Do you think like we're going to have a future in which we have drone buddies, or is this just mm-hmm. like this quirky technology that we have right now that's just sort of fun and some people are into? And bonus, if you have a drone, let me know about it, because I want to know more. Gene, we'll start with you. <laughs> well... I have a brother who's a remote control fanatic, and uh, that includes drones, not like the super big expensive ones, but still, he's into them. So I, by by osmosis, gotten into them a bit. And I do have a little drone he gave me for my birthday. It's like the size of, fits in your hand. And I like Aww. it because I can, I can fly it around the house, and it crashes into things and Maybe I break something, but it doesn't cost a hundred dollars or two hundred or five hundred dollars. Um, but I asked him uh, his take on this because he's way more into it than me, and he said, "I think you know, for hobbyists, it'll be it's the latest thing for them, and they'll go on to the next thing, just like pocket motorcycles." And I was like, "I don't even know what a pocket motorcycle is." <laughs> so. I found out. A motorcycle in your pocket? <laughs> yes. So apparently, a little motorcycle you ride around that's really loud. Anyway, he doesn't like yeah. them. Um, he said, but he did say, uh, he said, but of course, companies and the government and everybody else are going to continue to be really into them in a big way. And and I think that's true. I mean, if we've been taking high resolution photos from space for a long time, why shouldn't we take them, you know, right from over our heads? Yeah, yeah. I, I, Mike, I like your 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 uh, proposal of Drone Buddies, which is my new pilot sitcom coming out this fall on NBC. <laughs> uh, it's about a man and his drone. Now, um, I think that there 
I agree with Gene to a certain extent that there is certainly a fad element to it, just how, how popular it is. So I don't think it'll go away entirely. I think it will sort of settle down to, to manageable levels. Um, DJI's, you know, tech is, is very impressive. The new drone they've got out, which I, is like teeny tiny and like folds up even, and it's got like a 4K camera on it. So that strikes me as something that a lot of people will be really interested in. I don't have any sort of drone. I kind of dig the idea. Uh, uh, like I like what Gene has, which is like a small one that you can fly around and, and not do too much damage. Last time I tried to fly a drone was in the Macworld offices and uh, with my friend Lex Friedman, and we crashed it into many, many things, including ourselves. Uh, so I probably shouldn't be allowed anywhere near drone controls. Um, but I, I think certainly from the, the viewpoint of uh, private corporations and the government, like there's clearly a lot of interest in these sort of autonomous and unmanned uh, devices. Um, and I think that that has a lot of uh, potential, both good and bad, for sort of the future of our society. But I definitely don't think they're going anywhere anytime soon. David, what do you think? Yeah, I'm with you guys. I, I think they're here for a while, and I do think it's not going to take over. Although I do think they're going to get a lot cheaper. You know, as this technology gets figured out in a couple of years, or you know, three or four years from now, you're going to be able to get a very nice drone with a very nice camera for very little money. And I'm sure a lot more people will try that. We just had a thing in our community where a kid went missing and a bunch of the drone owners, because we live near a big state park, were like flying their drones all over the place looking for this kid. And so it's just it's interesting to me to see how all this stuff develops. But but I think the big thing is there's a lot of people waiting until it gets cheaper and it is going to get cheaper. Hmm. I think those are all good answers, especially that last part about, you know, if it gets less expensive, then maybe we will see more people having drones. Um, one of the biggest issues for me with drones is like, I just don't have a use for a drone. And I <laughs> could like try to convince myself. There are things that I'm able to convince myself I need, even though I absolutely do not need them. And this is far enough down the list that it is past that line. It's like, you don't need this. You don't even want to convince yourself that you need this. I just don't have a use for it. And maybe if I lived closer to a tech company who was building uh, a new facility <laughs> and I could make a bunch of money on YouTube ads on uh, posting how the construction's coming along, then I would have a drone. But uh, as for me, I think right now it's still a little too uh, niche, but who knows, maybe in the future, uh, everybody will have drone buddies and uh, Dan will owe me lots of money if he makes a show about it. <laughs> Gene, let's go to your question. Okay. Well, my question is, Based on the fact that it's late January, the time when New Year's resolutions face the cold light of reality and crumble into dust, usually. <laughs> um, do you all have any? Do you all have, or did you make any tech-related resolutions? And how's that working out for you? Oh man, tech resolutions! I don't think I made any specific tech resolutions this year. There are like a handful that are always like the low-level backburner ones that sometimes at the beginning of the year I think to myself, "Oh, I should finally get around to like cleaning out all this crud in my office." Um, mm -hmm. But the closest I can think of is that that I sort of uh, was set up as a project for this new year is. Uh, like many people, I used CrashPlan as my backup, mm -hmm. and CrashPlan no longer really serves the personal uh, online backup market, so I have been transitioning my backups to Backblaze. 
Uh, and that's sort of like an ongoing project. So I finally like bit the bullet and got that set up in the beginning weeks of the new year uh, and started like migrating all my backups. And it's been, you know, saturating my internet connection every evening. So <laughs> that's been a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so I, I feel like that's like my tech equivalent of like a house cleanings. Like, yeah, I'm going to get all my online backups in order and all my data will be secure and, and well backed up and everything. So. I guess that's going okay. It's not done yet. Uh, and I got a couple more steps to take after that does finally finish uploading. But yeah, so far, so good. Thumbs up. <laughs> David? Yeah, I, I usually do my New Year's resolutions on my birthday because I feel like New Year's, there's just too much fun and drinking going on to you know make promises <laughs> to yourself. <laughs> but the um, uh, I did, uh, in January this year, I decided, because there's a book that I've been working on for a year, and I can't seem to get it done. And I just said, okay, every day I'm going to spend at least an hour on it. And, and so far, I'm still on my horse, and that's good. Excellent. Uh, well, for me, I it's uh, I hate to steal from Dan, um, but it, yeah, getting all of my data backed up and also knowing where everything is was something that was very important to me uh, this this year. And so I have you know tried to remember different places where I've gone and like dropped my photos, like Amazon Prime service and Google Photos, and uh, of course the Photos app and and uh, iCloud and all these different places, and trying to get a handle on all of those. And then the most important thing has been, and it's just an ongoing process, organizing my files. Because <laughs> I, I went through a good period of time where it was just like, oh, you got a bunch of stuff on the desktop today? Well, we'll just move that to a folder that's dated for today. And that's everything <laughs> that was on your desktop on that day. And then I did that like for several months. So <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that uh, needs to be cleaned out. So yeah, I've downloaded apps like Gemini and, and uh, tried to clean things up. Yeah, I, I I hear you. Um I do that desktop thing too and then it's just and then that folder goes into that f next folder and, and <laughs> it's just and I'll th say I know this is somewhere and luckily Spotlight finds stuff pretty well. Yes. But um well my um resolution for the year is to or I mean for forever really, but um I last year I figured out how much better things are if I don't keep my iOS devices in the bedroom anywhere, um, because I, I tend to be a light sleeper. And if I have something at hand, my fingers get itchy and I'll be like, well, I'll just check one thing and then I'll go to sleep because it won't, you know, it won't keep me up. But uh, the first thing that I got was a stand for my Apple watch so I could use it as a alarm clock and that worked out really well so I didn't have the excuse of keeping the phone nearby because it's also my alarm clock and then I got a Kindle you know oh my god because uh I could have a device I could read on that wasn't an iPad that with all its distractions and blue light and etc and so that was going pretty well until um I got um I had to have dental surgery. And then it's like, no, all resolutions are off when you're sick. And <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I believe that's one of the rules. And, and especially like when you're kind of in pain and on painkillers and you're not on any kind of schedule, you don't know if it's night or day after a while, you get to watch all the videos you want in bed. Um, and so I have restarted my New Year's uh, resolution just last week, and it's going pretty good, which is no... no um, devices that have Twitter or anything else on them in the bedroom when I'm sleeping. So that was well, me. 
I'm very proud that you uh, hopped back on and, and are working working to make that uh, you, you know an ongoing thing for you. Uh, it is halftime. We just did the first two questions of the show, and I would love to tell you all about our dear friends at Linode. Of course, this episode is brought to you by our friends there. With Linode, you'll have access to a suite of powerful hosting options, and the prices start at just five bucks a month. You're going to be up and running with your own virtual server in the Linode cloud in under a minute. That's like... 29 minutes less than this show. Linode offers industry-leading performance with native SSD storage, a 40 gigabit network, and Intel E5 processors. They have five, they have 10 data centers now spread across the world, meaning you can serve your customers even quicker than before. They've got an API that allows you to easily automate tasks or develop custom applications in the cloud. And guess what? Everything is manageable via the command line if you want to do it that way. All of Linode's pricing tiers feature hourly billing with a monthly cap on all plans and add-on services like backups and node balancers. I don't know what those are, but they sound cool. Linode has fantastic pricing options available. Their plans start at just a gig of RAM for 5 bucks a month. They've got high memory plans that start with 16 gigs of RAM. As a listener of this show, if you sign up at linode.com slash clockwise, you'll of course be supporting us, but you're also going to get $20 towards any Linode plan. And on that one gigabyte of RAM plan, that's four free months with that $20. With a seven-day money-back guarantee, there's honestly nothing to lose. So you're going to go to linode.com slash clockwise to learn more, sign up, and take advantage of that $20 credit. Use the promo code clockwise2018 at checkout. Thank you, Linode, for supporting our show. Let's go to Dan's topic. All right. So the one of the big news pieces of the week was that Apple officially announced a shipping date for the HomePod. But buried in that press release was the note that a couple key features, including multi-room audio and stereo pairs and AirPlay 2, are not shipping initially with the HomePod and will arrive later in a software update. So my question specifically is, do you think this is going to put a dent in HomePod adoption? Or do you think it doesn't really matter for Apple customers who are going to buy the HomePod no matter what? David, thoughts? Well, speaking as an Apple nerd, I'm going to buy it no matter what. So I guess there you go. <laughs> I, no, I, I, the, uh, the features that I understand are, le- are going to be missing are largely involving pairing two. And I think a lot of us are interested to see what Apple's take is on the, you know, the voice and the can thing. But uh, nobody, I don't know anybody that really intended to buy two. Uh, I, I'm going to try one and just see how it goes. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious. You know, Apple's got such a different strategy about this stuff than the other competitors that uh, I want to see how well they execute on it. You know, it's interesting. Um, Twitter is like this this neural network smart machine from Douglas Adams' Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy or something. And, like, it's like a Plinko thing, too. Because, like, you just put something in at the top. In this case, the topic of HomePod doesn't have all the features when it ships. And you watch that Plinko thing just fall down, that puck go all the way down. And every single possible hot take you could have across the entire span of of hot take spanner city is there on Twitter. And so, like, I'm not sure how to feel because every feeling has been felt already as I'm reading through Twitter. (laughs) Ultimately, like, for me, 
I think, although again, I'm confused because Twitter has just ruined that for me. I think I'm going to get one and I think I'm going to like it. And I think I don't care that it doesn't pair with other devices. I am the one thing that I am, I think, again, a little bothered by is the fact that it doesn't have an audio out jack. I, I, I know that it's got this built in speaker system, but the the ability to sort of make your own choices um, would be nice. And I think that that's something that others provide. And then also the fact that as of right now, AirPlay is the only way to sort of uh, get audio out of it from, from different devices. So those are two opinions that I think are mine and not just Twitter's. But who can say for sure the great giant Plinko board has spoken? <laughs> Gene, what I are love- your thoughts? <laughs> I love that characterization of Twitter. Um, so when this was announced at WWDC, I was like, that is so totally cool. I totally want that. And it was also right around graduation time. And I offered my niece, I said, would you like me to buy you a HomePod? It, for graduation, it won't be available till Christmas. <laughs> and then um, I said, or AirPods, you know, which obviously are cheaper, but she could have whatever she wants. She's my awesome niece. And then I found out she didn't have an iPad um, to go to college with. And so I was like, never mind those things. You're getting an iPad. Uh, iPad. But she really didn't care about the HomePod. You know, and she has Alexa. Uh, she has the thing, um, the Echo at her house. So I, I personally, I don't know what I'm going to do. As David said, those reasons for not getting them aren't reasons for the people who really are diehard going to buy it. I just, it's expensive though. Mm -hmm. And also I think that's important to remember people do not love Siri. So people who like their echoes um, and the way that Alexa works with all of, you know, all of the stuff they're already doing um, probably aren't going to say, Hey, but I could get this thing that also has Siri. The sound better be really good. I'm going to go to David's house. I'm going to go to David's house and, and check it out. That's what I'm. That's my plan. I think you're right that the sound better be really good. And and to David's point, yeah, I think that most people certainly I agree. Most people I've talked to have not been like, I'm going to buy three. Um, I think there's a lot of sort of cautious like, well, we'll buy one. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I, personally, because of what I do, I'm going to buy one because it's interesting to write about. And frankly, for me, a lot of the weird, like rough edges and stuff we don't know is the stuff that has me most curious about how this is going to work. And so from a perspective of sort of like getting a new gadget and taking it to like into its pieces and trying to figure out how it all plays with all the other stuff, I find that interesting. Um, I do think it's a challenge and they have an uphill climb ahead of them because of the price point and because of the entrenched nature of a lot of what the Echo and the Google Home already have going for them in terms of working with very broad ecosystems. And to Gene's point that Siri is not liked very much, especially compared to some of those things. Siri is a very complex, powerful, uh, you know, technology, but in real world usage, a lot of times it runs into problems. So I think there's a lot of questions about whether this is going to be uh, a successful product for Apple. I'm not sure that the features that are not there at launch are going to be the make or break ones. Although I do think AirPlay's 2's absence in particular is a thing that some people might be a little frustrated with. But thanks for your thoughts on that. Let's go to our last topic of the day, which comes from David. You know, I'm a nerd, guys. I think that we've what? established what? that. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wrote a book called Paperless. You know, I, I so I've kind of established my uh, my nerd cred, and uh, I love digital calendars and task lists. But lately, I've been experimenting with some paper as well, and so which 
kind of weird for me, but I got some pens, I got some paper, and I'm I'm writing some things down all of a sudden. And I was just kind of curious, are any of you using analog tools these days? Uh, I love this question. I was just eyeballing... Um Oh goodness! Of course, the second that I try to think of it, it goes out of my head. But uh, there's a there's a company that makes pins and notebooks. Oh, Baron Fig, and I've been eyeballing that. I uh, typically carry a Field Notes notebook around with me um, because I am very bad about keeping the immediate thoughts in my head uh, in my head. And so they just disappear and fly away into the air. And a notebook helps me sort of keep track of that. And there's something about writing it down versus typing it that's also very helpful for me and sort of committing it to memory. Um, I do use my calendar as a as a digital calendar and everything is is in there and it's important for me to keep my life organized via that calendar but in terms of sort of anything else um a lot of note taking uh anytime i'm working on some sort of like physical uh, project like house stuff then i'm also taking measurements in in my notebook um so yeah i i'd say that mine's more a, a paper lifestyle with a, a dash uh, a nice smattering of, of tech on the side. What about you, Jean? <laughs> well, I, I would say I'm mostly digital, but one thing that has become really important to me is a post-it note that I have by my door, which has the list of things I have to have if I'm going to go out and drive for Lyft. Um, because it's a pretty specific. If I get stuck in the car without one of these things, and I'll be sorry and Things like a water bottle, my AirPods, um, my wallet, of course, my phone. I somehow don't have that on the list because I guess I never go anywhere <laughs> without my phone. Um, uh, but also um, keys to a couple, like, you know, uh, the office, the App Camp office, I have them on me just in case uh, I go by there, I can stop in. And Last on the list is feed the guinea pigs. So I have guinea pigs Aww. and I love them. And if I go out of the house and I get like an hour into driving and realize, oh no, <laughs> I forgot to feed the guinea pigs, I feel really sad. So it's just handwritten. Like I actually have it as a note in note, uh, notes or reminders on my phone. But the fact is that at that moment when I need to like go out the door, I need just to a list I can look at in one second and just say, hey, yes, I have it all. And the paper list just works for me. And it's, I haven't changed it. It's been there for like two months. Um, I think that's one of the reasons it works as an analog thing, too, is that it doesn't change. I don't have to update it. So um, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't need an easy way to edit it. I struggle with this a little bit. And I've been experimenting a little bit with, uh, you know, I've had some notebooks for years that I've like thrown into backpacks and stuff because I feel like it's handy to have there. Um, and especially when I'm traveling and going to conferences and stuff, I find it handy to bring notebooks along. I have a little uh, space pen uh, that actually came from Relay. Very nice gift that Mike and Stephen gave a bunch of us a couple of years ago. Um, and it's compact and it fits into the little case where I keep my business cards, too. So that's kind of like a nice little note taking thing. Um, I think that my biggest challenge with this is even after all low these many years, my handwriting is so very bad. And I have a really hard time writing neatly in ways that I can read later. 
um, or that a machine can read or that anybody else can read. Uh, and so that for me is like the big struggle I have is because I, I like the freeform nature of paper, but I get frustrated by the fact that I, I find that I'm not very good at like writing things down in ways that I can then look back at them later and be like, oh, yes, that was a good idea. Flurgle, burgle, smurgle. Like, I can't read any of that. Um, <laughs> so, I, you know, I play around a little bit with that and I play around a little bit with the Apple Pencil on my iPad, um, which I was just taking notes on this morning, as a matter of fact, because I like the idea of like sort of the tactile nature of it and being able to like freeform draw and like diagram and stuff like that but it really does like come back to this just my frustration with my own handwriting um and that might be something i can improve but for me it's often just been i don't know there's some sort of weird physical limitation i have with this where i just cannot like i don't have the manual dexterity needed to like precisely draw letters or something so um yeah, I, I wish I could use paper a little more because I like that aspect of it, but it just practically, I, I have a real hard time with it. Yeah. So what I did was um, I, I had a couple uh, things going on in my life where I was like meeting with clients and sometimes taking digital notes was was difficult based on the type of information they were sharing. And, and if you bring a laptop, it erects this wall between you. And if you bring the iPad, then they want to talk about the iPad instead of telling you what you're there for. Um, and then I had a, someone write in and complain on the podcast. They're like, it sounds like, you know, you're just answering email while you're podcasting. I'm actually taking notes for the show notes and things, but you hear a keyboard once in a while. So, uh, I decided to give it a try and I bought, uh, one of these, it's called a traveler's notebook, which is really cool. Of course, you know, it's Japanese and, uh, uh, it's got these inserts so you can have paper, but you can also have a thing to put your, your uh, credit cards or your, your business cards. And, you know, so it holds more than just paper and it's something you can throw in your bag and have available to you. And I've been really liking it. It, it really, you know, like Micah, it, it really hasn't replaced a lot of my digital stuff. I, I still need my digital calendar. I still really need my digital task list, but I do uh, write things down and use it daily now. And, uh, I'm, I'm finding peace with my analog side. <laughs> I love that. Uh, well, we have reached the end of those four topics, but we have just enough time for a bonus topic. First, I want to tell you all about Booz Allen. This episode of Clockwise is brought to you by Booz Allen. Tell me if this sounds like you. You're more than just interested in digital technology. You are passionate about it, and you want to use your talents for a challenge you believe in. Like moving business forward, advancing healthcare, and protecting those most vulnerable. You're all about solving problems. The more complex, the better. You think for yourself, but you know the best ideas happen when everyone has a seat at the table. Sound like you? Well, then you have a future at Booz Allen. Join a forward-looking team backed by a century of experience and fueled by collaboration. Booz Allen is looking for experts like digital technologists, cloud solution architects, digital solutions developers to help make the world more connected, agile, efficient, and safe. Discover why Booz Allen says empower change with us. Visit boozallen.com slash clockwise. We'd like to thank Booz Allen for their support of this show. And last but not least is the bonus topic. Uh, I say this as I'm holding a little uh, fidget cube in my hand. I'm just curious, do you own any fidget spinners, cubes, stress balls, basically any sort of thing that helps keep your hands busy? Uh, I just answered, so we'll go to you, Gene. <laughs> Yeah, it's an iPhone. And uh, <laughs> I don't know why I would need another thing besides that. No, seriously, I don't have one of those things. I do have a, uh, I have seen fidget spinners and I 
as the first one I held, I thought, I don't know how to use it. <laughs> I don't know what you're supposed to do with it. <laughs> I thought it would spin. I thought it was going to be more like a top uh, that would spin uh, without you actually spinning it yourself. So I am the wrong person to be asking this question. Uh, I don't have like a specific designated one, but I am a fidgeter. So I will like whatever I have in front of me, I will use. And I was thinking about that and looking over at my shelf where I used to, I have a lot of stuff that used to be on my desk, including the uh, little mini orange foam brain thing that jason snell gave me uh as well as like some coin like like token size coins that like i will sometimes fidget with but um jean said she had her phone and i thought to myself i actually do that with my phone i'll like spin my phone in my hand or like flip it between my fingers or something even while i'm not using the phone i'm just using the phone as like a physical object so yeah pretty much anything (laughs) i have in my hands becomes a fidget spinner type thing well, I don't have any fidget spinners, but I do have a little robotic R2-D2 on my desk that makes me so happy. <laughs> that sounds like a... <laughs> uh, Dan, did you turn on that soundboard again? I did not. That's not no, me. that was me. I'm innocent. That was my R2. Oh. oh, good one. <laughs> oh, well, that's, that's awesome. Uh, thank you all for your answers to that. Dan, I think we have reached the end of the episode. All that's left is to thank our guests for joining us. Gene McDonald, I'm so glad you're finally here. We will, of course, have you back on. I'm very excited for that. Thanks for having me. And David Sparks, thanks for being here. Pleasure as always. I, I love uh, listening and participating. And Micah, I hope you too like listening and participating on this show. <laughs> I do. I keep coming back, you'd think. (laughs) That's good news for me. Uh, So all that's left is for us to remind all our listeners out there, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody. 